Islam. Happy Holy Day. Islam. Hey, Morris. All meetings are to be open and closed promptly according to the Circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Justice. I ask that everybody here please stand, rise, and face the east if you are able to. Stand with our heels together, feet at a 45 degree angle, and then holding up two fingers on the right and five on the left, please repeat after me. Allah, Father of the universe, Father of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Allah is my protector, my guide, and my salvation by night and by day through his holy prophet, through Ali. Amen. Islam Morris. I want to announce that this meeting is now open. This is the Morris Science Temple of America, Temple 30, Columbus, Ohio. First and foremost, we always rise, giving the highest praise to the Most High, our Father God, Allah. And we extend honors to our divine prophet, Noble Drew Ali, bringing us our divine creed and nationality so that we may learn to love instead of hate. We extend honors to the forerunner to the prophet of modern day, John the Baptist, Brother Marcus Mosiah Garvey. And we extend honors to the Moorish and the American flags. And also honors to our charter and its 10 wonders. We extend honors to the first appointed Supreme Grand Sheikh by our prophet, Brother E. Millie Ill, and honors to all members of the Moorish Science Temple of America. And we also extend honors to the current Supreme Grand Sheikh and or the office of the Supreme Grand Sheikh and the Supreme Grand Council of the Moorish Science Temple of America as well. And we will now read the divine constitution and bylaws. Salvation Allah, Unity, More Science Temple of America, the Divine Constitution and Bylaws, Act One. The Grand Sheikh and the Chairman of the More Science Temple of America is empowered to make law and enforce laws with the assistance of the Prophet and the Grand Body of the Morris Science Temple of America. The assistant Grand Sheik is to assist the Grand Sheik in all affairs if he lives according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. And it is known for the members of the Morris Science Temple of America. Act two, all meetings are to be opened and closed promptly according to the Circle Seven and love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Friday is our holy day of rest, because on a Friday, the first man was formed in flesh, and on a Friday, the first man departed out of flesh and ascended unto his father, God, Allah. For that cause, Friday is the holy day for all Muslims all over the world. Act three, love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice must be proclaimed and practiced by all members of the Morris Science Temple of America. No member is to put in danger or accuse falsely his brother or sister on any occasion at all that may harm his brother or sister because of law is love. Act four, all members must preserve these holy and divine laws and all members must obey the laws of the government because by being a Moorish American, you are a part and partial of the government and must live the life accordingly. Act five, this organization of the Moorish Science Temple of America is not the 
cause any confusion or to overthrow the laws and constitution of the said government, but to obey hereby. Act 6. With us all members must proclaim their nationality, and we are teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed, that they may know that they are a part and a partial of this said government, and know that they are not Negroes, color folks, black people, or Ethiopians, because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now. And all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained noble Drew Ali the prophet to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites whom inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act 7. All members must promptly attend their meetings and become a part and a partial of all uplifting acts of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Members must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Then you are entitled to the name of faithful husband. You must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become a part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and minds pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Drew, Noble Drew Ali, through the guidance of his father, God Allah. Noble Drew Ali, founder, Moorish American Prayer, Allah, Father of the universe, the Father of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Allah is my protector, my guide, and my salvation by night and by day. Through his holy prophet, Drew Ali, amen. More Science Temple of America, home office of Noble Drew Ali, home office, Chicago, Illinois, u.s.a.islam. Uh, Brother Kobe, would you please read our writs? Islam, Grand Sheik, I rise and give perfect praise to the great God Allah. Rise and give honors to the Prophet Noble Drew Ali. Rise and give honors to the forerunner Marcus Messiah Garvey, the harbinger. Rise and give honors to all Illinois Bays, all Muslims on the call, and planet. To be proclaimed in every meeting. Islam, I am glad to know I have a few faithful Moors among you all, and I desire for them to know the truth and the divine truth. There's a host of jealousy about me and the movement now by the same people of our side of the nation that claimed that I was a joke and unreal. But now since they found out from the government officials and the nations of the earth that this is the only sole foundation that all Asiatics must depend upon for their earthly salvation as American citizens, they are working every scheme that they can to disqualify me so they may take charge of the situation. I have notified all these things to you long ago in the past. It is through the faithful Moors that attribute to the movement and uplifting funds, the ones that pay the divine respect to me and the movement will be remembered. That is why I'm calling upon all faithful Moors to increase their faithfulness to me, your prophet, and your divine Moors movement. I need finance and I need it badly. Never before have I needed finance so badly as I do at present so I can shove aside the discord that is facing the nation. It all comes through jealousy because of my fame and nobility. 
The nations of the world would not recognize the movement without I, the prophet, being hit. It has been proven by my works, which I performed in the past few years. Prophet, Noble Juwali. Prophet warns all Muslims to be read in every meeting. I hereby, excuse me, inform all members they must end all radical speeches while at work in their homes or on the streets. We are for peace and not destruction. Stop flashing your cards to Europeans. It causes confusion. Remember, your card is for your salvation. Failure to obey these orders would be a severe consequence. We are for love, truth, peace, freedom. And when these principles are violated, justice must then take its course. Any member or group of members who hold malicious feelings towards the temple or the prophet or violate the divine covenant of the Moorish movement <laughs> will receive their rewards from Allah for their unjust deeds. All true Moors will and must obey the law laid down to them by their prophet. If they lose confidence in their prophet, they should turn in their card and button, cease wearing their turban and fez, and return to the state where I, the prophet, found you. This is a holy and divine movement founded by the prophet Noble Juwali, and the prophet is not right, the temple is not right. The prophet, therefore, is sending our divine plea to all Moorish Americans they do their part in protecting their prophet and the temple. This is an everlasting movement founded by the prophet through the will of Allah to redeem his people from their sinful ways. Peace, Noble Juwali. To the members of the Moorish Science Temple of America, Islam, this is instructions from your prophet, Noble Drew Ali, be faithful unto your forefather divine and national creed that you will be blessed for your good deeds that you sow in the flesh. Allah is the one that judges the world and his judgment is on now, but the weak can comprehend it not. The end of times are drawing near, so says Allah to his divine prophet, I, Noble Drew Ali. And that's why many hearts have turned to stone. Many have eyes to see, but cannot see. Ears to hear, but cannot hear. Least they will be confounded of their sins. These are the trying hours. Join the meeting. And every evil spirit is moving. And they are trying every weak mind to overthrow and drag out the true foundation that has been laid and to cause confusion in the minds of the ones that do believe. But if you have the true love of Allah, and the spirit of your forefathers. You fear not what you hear or see, but will sacrifice the utmost of your very life to protect your movement and your divine prophet. Watch your enemies, dear Moors. Your enemies are the ones that speak against your prophet and ridicule him to the very lowest, and the ones that speak against your divine and national principles of your temples. Act accordingly, and Allah will bless you for your good work. Peace, your divine prophet, Noble Juwali. Islam, Islam, Islamism. Happy Holy Day, Muslims. Islam and gratitude, brother. All right, uh, Brother David Sell, are you ready to read the additional laws? Peace. 
questionnaire and additional laws for the Moorish Americans by the Prophet Noble Ali. Act one, grand sheiks and governors and heads of all temples, all businesses, each said temple must be approved by the Prophet Noble Ali before acting upon any, excuse me, before acting upon by any members, let it be finance, property, or any line of life that will cause the member to sacrifice finance, et cetera, that will cause the support of any group of members. Any former officer that violates these laws is subject to, the, to be removed from his office under a heavy restriction, et cetera, by the prophet or the grand sheep. Act two, all members are to attend their ADA meetings and their public meetings promptly. If a member is found standing around on their meeting period, shall be fined 50 cent on the first case, and on the second, he will be fined $1, which will go on your emergency fund. If member is working, his monthly dues must be paid. And if he has money in the bank, he must subscribe for as much as he is able to, must, as much as he is able to the Morris Uplifting Fund because it, it takes finance to uplift the nation. Act three, it is the lawful and divine duty of every good member if he is able in finance to aid me in saving the nation. And if he does not, he is an enemy to the cause of uplifting his own people and justice must catch you. Let it be he or she, according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, as I have the power invested in my hands and I will have to enforce the law in order to save the nation. Act four, all members while up making a public speech, must not use any assertion against the American flag or speak radically against the church or any member of any organized group because we are to teach love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Act five, all members must promptly attend their meetings and send their children to Sunday school and the teacher must confirm himself to the questionnaire. And let every member exercise his five senses who is able to do so because out from your Sunday school comes the guiders of the nation. At six, with us, all members must proclaim their nationality and we are teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed, that they may know that they are a part and part of this said government and know that they are not Negroes, colored folks, black people or Ethiopians because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now, and all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live in the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained noble Ali, the prophet, to redeem this people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites who inhabited the Northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act seven, all members must promptly attend their meetings and become a part and partial of all uplifting acts of the Morris Science Temple of America. Members must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of the Morris Science Temple of America. Then you are entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children look after the duties of your household. 
Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become a part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and minds pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy, pro your holy prophet, Noble Ali, through the guidance of his father, God, of his father, God, Allah. Hey, Islam, brother. Gratitude. All right, Islam Moors. Um, today I want to speak on chapter 25. And then I want to just to add some information to this, some supporting information. So as we go into the Quran, chapter 25, we're talking about a holy covenant of the Asiatic nation. And um, I just want to speak over this with you, Moors. Get your thoughts and feedback on this. And um, as always, want to make sure that we all have a thorough understanding of what the prophet is really doing, what he's really creating and bringing to the table for us. Because there's a, there's a lot of confusion out there. And if the Moors in the temple don't know, nobody knows. If we don't understand what we're about, nobody understands. Okay? And I know there's a lot of people. There's people out there that are very astute, that have a lot of knowledge and understanding. But if we don't know what this divine and national movement is really about, if we don't know what our nationhood really is, what it really means, nobody understands. All right? Because Allah gave us a prophet. One of us from amongst us was raised to set things straight, to get us back in alignment with the creator. And in doing that, he also created our nation. Okay, so um, let's just go in here. Chapter 25, a holy covenant of the Asiatic nation. Ye are the children of one father, provide, provided for by his care, and the breast of one mother hath given you suck. Let the bonds of affection, therefore, unite thee with thy brothers. Peace and happiness may dwell in thy father's house. And when ye separate in the world, remember the relation that bindeth you to love and unity. And prefer not a stranger before thy own blood. If thy brother is in adversity, assist him. If thy sister is in trouble, forsake her not. So shall the fortunes of thy father contribute to the support of his whole race and his care be continued to you all in your love to each other, right? And this, um, this right here just reminds me like uh, verses two and three, and also verse four, that um, one of the, um, one of the Rush Hour movies might've been Rush Hour too with um Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan and um Chris Tucker and it was um it was one of the later ones maybe second or third one where Jackie Chan's brother they, they find out he has a brother and he's supposed to be a cop and his brother's a criminal and um the Chris Tucker Tucker's character winds up feeling hurt because Jackie Chan's like working to to um help his brother get his brother out of trouble you know 
And there's actually a scene in there where he's like telling Jackie Chan, he's like, we're brothers. And he lets him know, he's like, no, we're not. That's my brother, you know? That's my real blood brother. I'm going to help him no matter what. You know, no matter what, how far he's falling, no matter what, right? I'm, I'm, he's going to have his back. And, um, you know, blood is thicker than water. And I just wanted to um, just hit on that because, you know, seeing that way back then when it happened, it was just like, wow, you know? And he felt like he got slapped in the face. But that's the Black American, you know, we're out here <clears throat> trying to make do not even really understanding why we're in the situation that we're in and why we don't even have the support of each other, right? Why are we not in control of our neighborhoods and things of that nature? Why can other people come into our neighborhoods and, and prosper, enrich themselves, even send money back home, back to their nations to help enrich their people, okay? So they have a, and when I say they, um, this doesn't mean that every Chinese person or Indian person or every person that comes over here from another country is going to start their own business and, you know, send money back home. Obviously, that's not the case. Some of them come over here and they go to prison, you know, or they, you know, go and they, you know, just work at Walmart or somewhere like that. So I'm just saying in general. There is something to there is something to having your own nation that instills pride in you, that gives you standards that you conduct yourselves by, right? That makes you want to look out for yourselves, look out for your nation, for each other, especially when you separate in the world. Because the first thing that you're going to do when you go to Canada or Brazil or United States of America, you're going to remember that relation that bindeth you to love and unity. You're going to prefer not a stranger before thy own blood. You're going to try to form something with your own people. To strengthen yourselves, to have your own, your own neighborhood association or something. Things that the common person doesn't even know that exists, but that they do. Right. There's all these Chinese associations, Vietnamese associations, all types of things going on right under our noses. We don't even know they exist. Right. Irish association. So. These are the things that happen, and these are things that the prophet is bringing back to us, right? To get us to thinking in this, um, to have this mindset, to have this way of approaching life, no matter where we're at. Something that we don't have so that we can get on code. And then um, the first couple of verses, first uh, two or three verses, is saying, let the bonds of affection Therefore, unite thee with thy brothers, right? So that we're, we're not being forced into this. This is something that we must voluntarily enter into, right? Because because your association, you must have that freedom to choose, right? To choose a domicile. So we, we understand this. We're coming into this out of our own free will. No one's forcing us to this. No one's even trying to teach us this outside of the temple, right? No one's even trying to bring this to us. So we're definitely coming into this voluntarily. It's not like there's people out there trying to get us to come in and join this party or that party. No, no, no. Nobody's even talking about it, right? So we're all coming into this voluntarily. And it's 
it's actually a phenomenon that's occurring all over the world because you have moors in the UK, moors in Trinidad. Seriously, for real, because I've talked to them, right? Moors in Canada, moors in Mexico. You got Mexican moors over here forming temples. So it's serious. It's something that Asiatics all over are seeing as necessary. They're seeing this, this is something that we need. And so the prophet gave us, he, he delivered these instructions to us, and it says a holy covenant of the Asiatic nation. And that's a sacred bind, right? A sacred, excuse me, sacred oath. But it binds Moorish Americans into a brotherhood or a sisterhood, right? It binds us together into a community, into a nation of people. This is why, once again, this isn't to make anyone feel left out. It's not about that. This is not some club. It's not some, you know, some club that we just join, you know, and that we're supposed to, you know, just halfway do it. If, if you're doing that, you're not really gaining any benefit from it. This is supposed to change your life. You're supposed to come all the way in or it's not real for you. So this is why it's, it's so important for us to come in and then to show the way for others. Right. Because we have this oath, these, this sacred oath that binds us together. And that's what protects us. Right. That's what creates the community, the nation. And so there's no doubt that we are a nation of people. This is what the prophet established. Yes, we are a, one of the Asiatic nations of North America. We're not the only ones. As we have in, in the later chapters. Right. We have the um, divine origin of the Asiatic nations. Right. So there's all these Asiatic nations, but we're all connected. We all have blood connections to each other. But without this, without coming into this covenant, it's not real. It doesn't work. If we don't come all the way in, we still can't really trust each other. Right. Even our people who call themselves Moors, we can't really trust them. We don't know where their head is at. Right. So we have to come all the way in. And this is what keeps the nation together, having these bonds of affection. Remembering these bonds of affection, these these ties that bind us to each other, bind us to love and unity. Right. Preferring not a stranger before thy own blood. And so how do we even recognize somebody who adheres to these divine instructions? Who, who is a part of this covenant. It's not about the costume that they're wearing or the, the code words that they're saying, oh, Islam or Islam, let me get around your little daughter. Let me get around your children. No, get out of here. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, no. So one of the ways that we recognize it, it's gotta be in our acts, our actual thoughts, deeds, and actions, right? It has to be. It's not about the words. It's not about people calling themselves Moors or people saying they're, you know, some name that they think sounds Moorish online. It has nothing to do with it. So that's one of the problems. There's so many people running around. And I'm glad that people are starting to realize this, but they're not coming in to clean themselves up. They're not coming in that we all are supposed to be doing, right? In all honesty, I know all members aren't going to be here on the holy day, right? But in all honesty, 
Like if you're a Muslim and you know that the prophet put, this is so important, it's in our constitution that Muslims are supposed to be doing what on a holy day? If you can't be here at seven, then you need to be listening to the recording or something, praying, meditating. It's a holy day. You're going to let people from Pakistan and all these other places outshine you? Not saying it's a competition, but it's like, what, what do you think Muslims, Muslims are doing all over the world on Friday? Everybody's praying. Everybody's going to the mosque. So the prophet brought this to us as well for us. He established this for us so that we can hold to it, so that we have our own free national standards. So it's like, Moors, if, if you're not holding to it, it's a problem. It's a problem. We all got somewhere we want to be Friday, you know, <laughs> right? But it's like, come on, we're, we're Moors, we're Muslims. What, what is it that separates you from the rest of us? Who don't care? Who, who could care less about, uh, you know, a, a nationality? Who don't even think this stuff matters? A separation has to take place at some point in time. The prophet speaks about the end times. That's not just a joke, right? He speaks about the end of time. And so we, we know the end of time is not talking about the end of time, but we know it's talking about the end of an age, the end of time, the fulfilling of the prophecies, right? The great wrath, which is sure to come upon the earth. I believe this is why allegedly the prophet said, he can count on one hand how many mores will be spared like the fire that's coming. Because many of us aren't even trying to do this. The prophet made it easy for us. He didn't even make it difficult. So if we're not holding to this, you know, chances are there's some other things we've fallen short in too, you know, when it comes to, to doing that work to subdue our lower self. This is why he gave us a regiment. This is not some strict regiment like, oh, you got to do 100 burpees. You got to do this. You got to run in place. You got to get back down, do the push-ups. You got to get. No, it wasn't like that. He gave us a regiment. Okay, every Friday, holy day, every Sunday, you know, Sunday school. This is what Moors do, right? So he gave us a regiment to build up, um, to build up our character to give us some structure, order, and discipline. Morris, can we discipline ourselves enough? Can we commit enough to stick to this, to make it real for us? Because you better believe it's real for a lot of other Muslims all over the world. I'm not going to keep saying that, but I'm just saying, you know, they hold into it because it's not a joke. Now, there were Moors in the prophet's time while he was here in the flesh that thought that it, he was a joke and unreal, okay? Moors that doubted, Moors that, you know, didn't want to hold to it, even seeing the works that were being done. Seeing how the prophet has the Moors voting, getting people in office and being respected and seen as a leader. So now they're willing to ne negotiate with him, right? All types of things happening and moving fast, wealth being accumulated. Right. So it wasn't just all talk. They were seeing this stuff happening 
And instead of saying, man, we need to take this seriously, they're thinking, man, I need to get him out the way so I can get my hands on that money, right? This is what some, a few of the Moors were thinking back then while the prophet was alive. We're still dealing with that mindset in this day and age, right? It's, you know, it's, it is what it is. I was about to say it's sad, but it is what it is. So we're still dealing with this now. And this is the time the great wrath is sure to come upon the earth. We still have Moors playing around with the movement, right? So the prophet gave us these things to give us discipline. We must hold to it, right? There's some things that we have to stick to. We must come into this covenant, this holy covenant. This is what binds us together. This is what keeps us together, right? The bonds of affection. This is what keeps us together as a nation. This is what separates us. Not saying that we want to look down on our brothers and sisters or nothing like that when we say separate. No, this is what separates us in our thoughts, deeds, and actions from our brothers and sisters who don't care. Okay? This is it. It's all in how we conduct ourselves, right? So we must know this also because no one else is going to bring this to us. No one else is going to deliver this to us or even let us know the importance of actually holding to what our prophet brought. Um, want to show some images too. Um, so when a prophet is meeting with the Moors saying, come all the way out here to Chicago, don't care where you're coming from, right? You can be coming from the West Coast. You'd be coming from Arkansas. I don't care where you're coming from. Come here, right, for this convention. And so you got all these people lined up you know, for a convention from all over the place, all of these Moors, and they're there because the prophet declared our independence on that day. He declared us a nation, right? He wrapped the Moorish flag around the little girl and the American flag around the little boy, and he deemed us a nation, right? The lost and found nation. Those who had been overlooked by everyone, he came to us and he declared our independence and he gave us the steps, the things that we needed to build ourselves up into a nation, even amidst a, a government that in many ways, you know, works against us. It's perfectly fine with keeping us at the bottom. This is why, you know, we fly the American flag along with the Moorish flag. We're not doing anything that would bring the movement into harm's way, that would make it look like we're traitors, we're trying to overthrow the government. No, we follow the prophet. He set it up so that we can incubate and grow our nation unhindered upon, even to the point where, in some ways, the government and the Europeans will have to assist us in building our nation if we follow our prophet. That's the hardest thing to do because so many people are hard-headed, don't want to follow the prophet want to try to figure it out, do it their own way. So the majority of the people that are here are here because they see the works that he's doing. They believed in it. I believe that that's why most of us are here. But then you had a few people in there, just a few who thought it was a joke and unreal, who were only there trying to get close as they could to the money and finances that are being generated, closer to the power, right? Being able to rub elbows with governors and, and senators, right? looking out for themselves. This is very real. And like I said, there's still some people around here like that. But I believe the majority of the people are coming because 
they see the works that are being done and they believe it. And so I'm telling you now, like this is, and this is not unreal. This is what all we have to do is come into this covenant and hold to it. If, if it's not real for you, if you're not doing it, if you haven't come all the way in, I don't know what you think is going to happen. Who do you think is going to build the nation? It's on us. Donald Trump ain't going to build it for us. Biden ain't going to do it for us. Some people from another country is not going to go come over here and set it straight. And our people aren't going to do it. Right. They're even coming up with new nicknames like foundational black American. They're getting so far away from it. It's, it's ridiculous. So if we, the ones who know that we're Moors, aren't going to get, get right and take it seriously, or if only like three or four of us out of the whole temple or of the whole state or the whole nation are going to hold to it, who do we think is going to build it? Right? It's on us. We must come to it and we must hold true. We must take everything that the prophet, all of these divine instructions, seriously just as seriously as, as most of us would do if the European told us to do it, right? Because if the European tells people to do it, they take it seriously because they see the Europeans as the authority figures, right? They say it, then okay, we got, he tell you how high to jump, we got to jump, right? So the prophet gave us these free national standards and things that we must hold to, and if we don't hold to it, no one is going to hold to it. And what he created for us, I just want to show you an example of how it's realistic for us to have a nation right in the middle of this nation, the United States of America, right? So it's one example. Um, you go to Nicaragua, right? Nicaragua is a good example because they're Asiatics. They're part of that ETC in chapter 45. So there's a place in um, Nicaragua called Bluefields. Bluefields is the capital of the South Caribbean Autonomous Region in Nicaragua. Who's, who's ever even heard of this? Okay, so you, you may have heard of Nicaragua. Nicaragua is in Central America. It's a nation. Um, the South Caribbean Autonomous Region. Um, it used to be called the Kingdom of Mosquito. Okay. And this is basically um, a group of Asiatic people, right? Obviously, people obviously of African descent in Nicaragua. If you see on this page where it says South Caribbean Coast Autonomous Region has got this red part on the map. So this is Nicaragua. And then that red portion is the South uh, Caribbean Autonomous Region. All right. It's its own nation. Within a nation, the people have their own government, their own structure. For the most part, Nicaragua, I'm, I'm, they have to interact with the Nicaraguan government. But the Nicaraguan government also has to respect that they have their own government. They have their own economy, as it says here. Approximately 30% of the Caribbean Coast labor force forms part of the agricultural industry, right? They, you know, just like everyone else, just like states like California and all of these other states, they all have their own 
economy. They ought to have their own um, GDP, right? Just like the, the, the entire nation has one, right? So they have fishing, mining. They have all of those things. They have their own government. You see on here, it says government type, unicameral, regional council, regional coordinator. They have their own governor. Okay, their population, it says, is 420,000, meaning they have to have ways of counting their, you know, their, their people, their census, right? They have livestock, all of that, forestry. Um, they speak English, too, there. And Garifuna, you may have heard of that. Some of you may have heard of that. There's a, it's like an ethnic group um, in Central and South America. So they have their infrastructure, right? They have their own airports and everything. And um, a lot of the people that make up that region are called the mosquito people. I'll just show you what they look like. Is a picture of them. Okay. They're obviously Asiatic. These are people from Nicaragua that speak English. They have their own nation right inside of Nicaragua. Okay. And I'm thinking it's more likely treated like a state more so than a totally sovereign nation. Because the, the state basically has the same government. They, the state, you know, every state has their Supreme Court, their, their president, which is the governor. And they all have their um, Congress, you know, and their capital. So they all have their own economy, their own government. So I'm thinking more their government is more likely to be, um, con it will be more um, accurately compared to a state. But I'm just showing you an example because this was created, their independence was established in the late 1800s and then also in the 1900s, okay? Ours was established in 1928. Only thing is nobody's telling us about this. And you even have people who don't understand it, who's speaking out against it, right? But this is just an example right here. English, for the most part, English speaking people, even if they have their own um, like indigenous language, English speaking Asiatic people that look like people from here, they have their own nation right there in Nicaragua. OK, <laughs> so I just wanted to share that because it's a, a realistic example. Um, that was done recently, right, like 1800s, late 1800s and 1900s with them declaring their independence and establishing their government right in the middle of a country. And it was done and they weren't, um, you know, they didn't come under attack. They weren't seen as, as, um, as traitors, as deserters, as, you know, trying to overthrow the Nicaraguan government, even though some may have seen it like that, but they did what they did and it worked, okay? And so um, they didn't get there by just setting up uh, a relationship with the United Nations. Because you have all types of people who, who say things like that, right? But that's not how it works. They had to have their own, um, they, they had to have their own commonality that they all agreed upon, their own government that they all agreed upon or that the, the majority of them agreed upon their own way of life distinct enough for them to be considered a nation, right? They had to have all of these things and hold to it. 
So for, for however long it took for them to accomplish their goals, they had to do it and stick to it. And we have all of those things. Also, this is why the prophet brought us Islam, right? So when we look in the Quran, just going back into the Quran, um, So um, every nation, right, every people must have their own way of life. They must have their own distinctions that, that distinguish them from one another, right? So that they're actually a, a, um, a, um, a distinct group of people or with a similar line of descent, right? And so this was all established by our prophet. It's already been done. There's no need to go through and reinvent the wheel, right? And then the prophet brought us out from under the Roman yoke and law when he declared us Muslims, right? We know who our creator is. That's something that we talk about here a lot, but that's something that people overlook how important that is. Everyone must know who their creator is. Everyone. That's why that's, Mentioned in the Declaration of Independence, how people who come into the United States of America receive their rights and their freedoms is through their creator. This is why the prophet said the time has come when every nation must worship under its own vine and fig tree. Every tongue must confess his own. We have to come out of it. We have to come into Islam. This is what I think is holding a lot of um, Moors back too. They're not coming into Islam. They're not doing the work to actually change ourselves because we have to, right? We've been through too much to try to create a nation when all we're going to do is be imitating the Europeans or imitating the sin and disobedience that we've learned from the Europeans and try to apply that to our own communities, right? It's not going to work. We already are doing that. We already have examples of that, right, in our hoods, right? We have that already. We don't want that. So the only way to truly be independent and now own our neighborhoods and, have, and be empowered is to actually come into Islam, which will set us straight, which will make us independent, upright, and fearless, right? So the prophet already gave us the process to undo the, um, the mind programming, and everything that we've gone through for generations, right? But just like it took generations to get us there, it may take several generations to get us out. But it's going to take us, the few that are here, sticking to it and holding to it so that the future generations, which may even just be our own children, have something to build on, upon, right? But it's not going to happen if we don't hold to what the prophet brought. I just want to reiterate that because no one else is going to say, hey, you know, you have your own prophet. Why don't you follow him? Nobody's going to say that. They don't care if we don't actually uphold our principles and stand on something. Right. They don't. But there's several instances where people, other people, other communities that um, live in this nation, um, like maybe um um, different um, Jewish communities where there's there's times where they will work with their own people over others. 
because even if the person they're working with, say somebody who just started a business who kind of doesn't know what they're doing or they're learning their way, they will work with them and help them get to the point where they need to be at so that they can empower their own people and so that they will be able to work with their own people, period, right? But in order to get there, there has to be some type of standard. There has to be an understanding that, hey, this guy that I'm working with, he's just starting out, you know, I'm taking a chance on him. I'm going to work with him and try to help him get to where he needs to be. But he also has to understand that he's going to put in the work to get to that point where he is excellent at what he does. He's not just going to try to get over on his own, right? So there has to be some type of free national standard, something in his head that lets him know to, you know, to hustle, to work harder, not to try to get over. And so this is why the prophet has these things for us to get up to that standard, to have this mindset in our own head, even if it's not being spoken on out loud, to have this mindset where we understand, okay, well, this is what we do. We don't get over on each other. We work hard for each other. We look out for each other. We want to assist each other, right? You, you're not trying to take advantage of a sister. You want to help her, right? If their brother's in adversity, you want to assist them. If the sister's in trouble, forsake her not, right? Or if she's in trouble, you're not trying to take advantage of her in exchange for, you know, other stuff, right? You, you want to help, assist, right? And then this contributes to the support of our whole race. But in order for it to work, I must be on this standard. You must be on this standard. The people that we're working with must be on this standard. And so I just wanted to say that because this, at the end of the day, this is really why the prophet gave us this thing that can become monotonous. This every Friday, every Sunday, right? We must stick to this. This is why we have it. Because without it, where are you going to get it from? What is the world teaching you? What is the media teaching you? You look on TV or on the internet. I saw that one singer, Janelle Monet. She's all going shirtless, topless now. I don't even know why. She's just doing it. And everybody's sharing it. And it's, you know, just in case you didn't know about her, just like a year or two ago, she was pumping the or promoting the non-binary agenda, you know? And so these these uh, so-called black people in the media are being used to promote other people's agendas. They have nothing to do with us. They aren't working for us, right? Just, oh, just be loose, sexually loose and do all this stuff, right? So this is what's being promoted. And if we don't have our own standards that we hold to, we have nothing. Right. Without that, we have nothing. This is why we're here on the holy day. This is why all true Muslims are here on the holy day. You have to undo the program. We have to get someone else's program. What what program? Not some other humans program. Right. The prophet is giving us divine instructions, meaning from Allah. And we must hold to it for our earthly and divine salvation. Right. Earthly and divine. All the other stuff is the sister said in the chat. How's all that other stuff worked out for us so far? Right. It only leads to destruction. 
That's it. That's all it leads to is destruction. We can't trust each other, right? We can't trust each other. We might not even want to know each other. Or we can only really be around each other if we're doing up to no good. Or if we're doing something destructive together. So I just wanted to just share that, <laughs> you know. This is why we meet. This is why we're here on the holy day. This is why we're here on the Friday. This is why we take this seriously. I can say just from personal um my personal understanding. Um I can understand why people don't get it or why why they don't want to hold to it, why they don't see how serious this is. I know um 20 years ago, I might not have been ready for this message. Right? I understand. I, I get it. So I'm just trying to share this with, with the people here so that you understand. This is, this is why we do it. It's not just something monotonous to do. All right? This is a regiment. This is to give a structure, order, and discipline. And also, this is to counteract the... the um, programming that we're getting from the world that we're getting from rome right from western civilization you're getting the exact opposite everything to assist us in destroying ourselves and remaining stagnant and remaining in a weak and servile position so that others can decide our fate there's no reason we should be begging the european for reparations or hoping they're going to give us reparations. They said the governor in California turned the reparations down. They were talking about it. They had a lot of people probably in California were happy thinking, hey, they're they going to give us a lot of money. And then the government just turned it. The go uh, governor, he just said, no, you get nothing. <laughs> right? So that, that shouldn't even be possible for other people to deny us of anything that we're rightfully due. All right? But it's going to keep happening as long as we're in these subservient positions and we have nothing to offer, right? Nothing to offer each other and nothing to offer the world. So there's no reason for anyone to work with us to, to try to assist us or, you know, to even trade with us. We have nothing to trade, nothing to offer, you know? So, um, you know, but that situation is not going to change until we change ourselves. And that's what this whole, entire program is about changing ourselves you shall be renewed by the renewing of your mind morris this is what it's all about if you don't think that's real i don't know what to tell you if you don't think that it's real that you will be renewed by the renewing of your mind that your entire reality changes by changing your mind you're probably in the wrong place right because this is really what the prophet brought all right islam more so i'm not telling anyone to leave just keeping it real and um, on that note, though, um, I'm not going to keep you more here long. Um, that's that's all that I had to speak on. But if anyone else wants to um, demonstrate or has any questions, feel free to speak up. And on that note, I yield the floor, Morris. Islam, Brother Hainzel. Islam. And so um, so I got two points. I wanted to, like one point to demonstrate the, the one part when you say like this, um, this um, chapter is like 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 really confusing. So. What I do notice is that of all the chapters in, in our Circle 7 Quran, this one is the shortest chapter. It has five verses. 
And you know, I always pay attention to numbers and pat number patterns. And so if you notice that this is chapter 25, which adds up to a seven. And if you notice that it has five verses, so I think maybe the prophet put it that way, it have five verses. And so with basically um, the covenant for the, for the Asiatic nation is that this whole chapter is basically talking about uh, um, standards, love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. And if you look at it, on, um, let me see here, like um, it says basically like let the bonds of affection unite us. And so basically bonds of affection is kind of dealing like with love or um, let me see one other verse in here. It says, if thy brother is in adversity, assist him. So basically, you know what I'm saying? It takes, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You show your brother through love by assisting him. So these things we have to do out of love. And so that's why I say that all this is connected together. And um, it said, if thy sister is in trouble, forsake her not. And I kind of think like that's kind of dealing with the justice part too. So you got to show your justice. And so basically um, what I get from this is basically, um, you know what I'm saying? To follow this covenant, we got to keep those five standards. And that's why I believe that there's like five verses explaining that. And this is like the shortest ver the shortest chapter in the Circle 7 Quran. Yeah. Yep. And um, and so so the questions that I did have is um, you know, so when I look at this, when you said like like confusing, so the questions that I did have, so these are the things that stood out to me as far as my questions. Like when you read those um five verses, the things that stand out to me is father, mother, brothers, sister, father's house, and relation and blood. And so basically. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to guess things. So I like to know it. And as instead of just like thinking that I'm right. And so when it says um, the chapter, you know what I'm saying? It says the covenant of the holy, the, the covenant of the Asiatic nations. So basically it's like different separate nations. You had the Chinese that are Asiatics. You know, you have Puerto Ricans that are Asiatics. And so, and so basically, you know, what I was trying to figure out and it said something about like prefer our blood over another, you know what I'm saying? Prefer our own kind first. And so, and let me get more so to the point when it says mother and father, which mother and father is he referring to? You know, so that's what I was like trying to figure out, like which mother and father is he referring to, or is he just basically just referring to us here in uh, North America? And um, and with that, I had one more question here. I was trying to forget what I was going to say here. Um, let me see. Let me get back here. One second. Let me see this one. Let me see. Oh, yeah, and it says in verse three, it says, and when ye separate in the world, remember the relation that bind of you to love and unity and prefer not a stranger before thy own blood. So is that just basically talking about just the Moorish Americans here? Or is that basically talking about everybody that are, are that are Moors? You know, because you know in the, the chapter says. The Holy Covenant of the Asiatic Nation, and also, yeah, I remember that question I had to ask too. I know I'm putting a lot here, but this is the last one here. Um, where's that at here? One second, I'm trying to figure out. One second. Oh yeah, in verse five it says, um, so shall the fortunes of thy father contribute to the support of his whole race. 
And so, like a few months ago, me and you were talking, you had said something about, like, I had asked you, we were talking about race, and you said that there was, like, really only one race, which is the human race. And so, you know, so I want to know exactly what does the prophet mean when he says race in this context. And so what I believe is that, you know what I'm saying, when things can be, like, interpreted a different way, we need to basically put forth the knowledge so we can really understand, because you know that when things start to get interpreted different ways, that causes more confusion because some words could be, mean different things in different situations. And I know I said a lot, but with that, I give up the mic. Right, Islam, gratitude, uh, good questions, brother. Um, I see uh, Islam and Sister Lashay L said we have the five divine principles. So you had those five verses. And if we really look at them, they may line up with our divine principles of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Islam. And then um, the question about the, um, uh, if that, excuse me, um, number uh, verse five, right? So shall the fortunes of thy father contribute to the support of his whole race? Or the children, or ye are the children of one father provided for by his care and the breast of one mother? Um, I would just go back to the questionnaire. I believe question 45, 55. Uh, 50, 57. Speaking about the first or the original humans, this also may answer the other question about race. So um, there's different ways of looking at this when it's speaking about Adam and Eve. Because it also says mothers, plural, and fathers, plural, right? But who were Adam and Eve? They are the mothers and fathers of the human family. And then it says Asiatics and Muslims. So it lists the human family as Asiatics and Muslims. Okay. Um, I don't want to come off as hateful or I don't want to say anything ignorant. It could be taken out of place about Europeans. Okay. So when it's saying they're the mothers and fathers of the human family, but it only says Asiatics and Muslims. And then it says, where did they go? They went into Asia. So looking at this from a spiritual perspective, we've spoken in here before. And um, you know what? Before we get into this, I do want to ask uh, who's calling in from the 220 area code. Would you please state your name and um, your location? Yeah, this is uh, Brother Israel L. I'm in Columbus, Ohio. Okay, gratitude. All right, so um, now we've spoken on this before, looking at this from a spiritual perspective, saying they went into Asia. Because if, if we're just looking at, you know, the continent of Asia, you know, that can mean something. That can mean one thing. But if we're looking at this spiritually, we see that some of the ancient cultures, some of the ancient spiritual perspectives, considered the whole physical realm Asia. They weren't, when they said Asia or Asia, Asia, however it was pronounced, they weren't just talking about a landmass. So from the Kabbalah, like the Hebrew mysticism, Asia was the last of the four spiritual worlds. Um, you can't really, okay, this is better. Asia is the physical, the world of the manifest, 
the physical realm, Asia. How many of you knew girls named Asia? Or no girls named, women named Asia? I knew plenty growing up, right? So for some reason, we name our daughters Asia. Asia was the first, it was the realm of the physical. The manifest, it was the physical world. Asia might not even just mean earth. It means a physical world, okay? So going back to the Quran questionnaire with that understanding or that perspective, not saying that's the only way of looking at it, but with that perspective, you see who were Adam and Eve. They are the mothers and fathers of the human family, Asiatics and Muslims. Where did they go? They went into Asia. So these people, not a man and a woman, but these people, they gave birth to the physical people, the people who became fully physical humans. Maybe I could say fully three-dimensional humans, right? In this dense physical reality that we're in. And so their descendants they became known as Asiatics because Asia is the physical world. So they took on the name of the world. It's like calling them Earth, right? They took on the name Asiatics because they were the first physical people. So there were people who were here who, you know, were maybe five-dimensional beings. Or, you know, they were, they, they were vibrating at a higher level. They weren't purely physical. They weren't like we are as far as, you know, having to eat food and physical people. All right? So they gave birth to the physical people that we call Asiatics. And then there's a distinction, Asiatics and Muslims, because all Asiatics do not submit to the will of Allah. So like nowadays, all Moors, for some reason, don't submit to the will of Allah. So the distinction is made. You know, the unbelievers, <laughs> right, they're, they're just Asiatics. The, the, you know, the dude is getting drunk, hanging out on the corner, right? He's Asiatic. He's not a Muslim, right? He don't submit to the will of Allah. He ain't praying. He ain't doing none of that stuff. Okay, so, but they, you know, it's, it's, they're all Asiatics. Some of them hold to Allah's laws, Allah's will, or at least they're working on it. They're trying to. Those are the Muslims. So they all went into the physical world, Asia. What is the modern name given to their children? Asiatics. So. We all have the same, we all come from the same people. We all come from them. And then did, um, when it lists the, the human family, it just says Asiatics and Muslims because back then that's all it was. So later on, we created the pale-skinned nations of Europe. We created them. They came from us. That's our children, right? So the distinction is made because there was a time, there used to be a website called Black Planet. Any of y'all remember that? Any of y'all old enough to remember Black Planet? There was a time where everyone was Asiatic. The whole entire planet. The whole planet was named after us. Or we were named after the planet because we became physical beings. We were all Asiatics living on Asia. 
or living in Asia. You know, we went into Asia, right? The way it's worded, it he talking about a place, but you know, we're talking about the whole entire physical realm where. You know, that's why we had a creation in the fall of man in chapter one. It lets us know that our vibration, you can see this, it just went through these different vibration rates until it got to the center. Everything leads to the center, the physical realm. This is the school that we're in right now, experiencing this life where we feel disconnected from Allah, where we must become the creation, the physical being. And when we vibrated slow enough to become physical beings, Asia, then we took on that name, Asiatics. And our children took on that name. That's why we're all Asiatics, right? And experimenting, all types of things took place where, you know, we, we created other people here too. So not trying to disconnect the Europeans from the human family, even though that was done to us. We're not trying to, you know, continue some ignorant cycle of, suffering you know so that we had to go through this all over again we're not trying to disconnect anybody like Moses, if you're doing that i understand i get it but come on cut that stuff out yeah come on we we're not trying to we're not trying to go low didn't didn't michelle obama say that when they go low we go high we're trying to go high right i ain't saying turn the other cheek i'm just saying we we go high we go into the higher realms right we're not trying to stay around here in asia you know, going through all this ignorant stuff all over again. The prophet, we followed the prophet. The prophet told us to treat the Europeans kindly when we're back on top, right? He said, don't, don't do that stuff. Because even though many people don't remember in history, there was a time period where the Asiatics were treating the Europeans like dogs, like treating them terribly, right? So, you know, what goes around comes around. And, and a lot of us can't believe that because our people in general are stuck in this victim mode where they want to be weak and victims and act like we just all good. And for some reason, we down here suffering. The prophet told us why we're suffering in the divine warning. Right. We we took a, we took on other people's ways and we choose to sin, <laughs> you know, so that's that's why we're here where we're at. But hopefully that answers the question about you know, the mother the, and the father, right? We all have that common mother and father. You could even say the Europeans do, even though we're their mother and father. They, you know, because we all come from, we all went through that fall to get to this point. Okay, the prophet's speaking to us. So you let it be known who we are. Okay, but um, even with me saying that, I hope that... Under, that's understandable. Like we're not trying to remove other people from the family of humans either. Right. We're, we're, so that's why if you ask me, I would say there's one race there's the human race. Is everybody Asiatic? No. Why? Because there was a point in time where the whole planet was Asiatic. You see that in the chapter one with the creation and fall of man, where our vibration rate, slowed down into the point where we finally became Asiatics. We finally became physical. You know, everybody wasn't here. It was only Asiatics. And, and, you know, now we're at the point where there's other people here. Okay. So hopefully that makes sense. All right. But yeah, I understand how that could be confusing. So hopefully, you know, I hope that makes sense now, brother. Um, but um, 
Man, I forgot the other question that you had, brother. Oh, yeah, yeah. You you were asking about the human, yeah, about race and the mother and father. So I think those two kind of tie into each other. Did that make sense? Yeah. Uh, Islam, yeah, so it kind of makes sense. So, so I kind of understand it, but like, I guess where I was more so going with this is like, not just using, I'm just saying, I just think of like the Asiatics. And so what I was asking, because it says the Holy, let me see here, where does it go? Um, Because it says the Holy Covenant with the Asiatic nations. So is that just for like each separate Asiatic nation? Because you know, like, there's like, like prior genotypes, like features, you know, like, um, you know, so the best way I can say is, so, you know, like, the Koreans, they're Asiatics, but you know, that they don't look like us. And so was Noble Jew Ali. So basically this message is basically just, what I'm trying to say is that to make sure that this message is mainly just for us, but it can apply to the other Asiatic people that are separated through uh, in other physical nations. So that's what I was saying that it just applies to us only right here. And, um, and I did want to make one comment, not being like, like difference. I know that the, um, the Europeans, they did make a commercial and they did, and actually they had it on the on the news too. That they they took themselves kind of like um out of um out of the human nations because they said that um that um what they say they said that um something about all um that that um Caucasians are are um are not human or something like non African or something like that. But they made they had it on the news, and I know they said something else about it, and they was referring to like the Neanderthals or something that that's their ancestors or something like that. But um, with that, I give up the mic. So I just basically trying to see was it just referring to us here in North America? Because I know that this can also apply to other Asiatics in different parts of the world. And with that, I give up the mic. Islam, Islam, brother. And um, nowadays, even the, the Europeans, like their scientists are saying that we all have a common ancestor from Africa, right? Um, and um. I mean, like, you know, from our perspective, we're, we're not trying to remove anyone. OK, the prophet was specifically speaking to us, though. So there's two ways of looking at that. You have the the um, the microcosm and the macrocosm. So the microcosm is just looking at those of us here in North America. He gave us our history, where we came from, and this is what we need to do. He, he made it. He let it be known that we are a distinct people. <laughs> we have a common history. This unique, we are a nation. But then even in that, right, as you said, we also have the divine origin of the Asiatic nations where we're seeing our connection to the other Asiatics in the world and even those over here in the Americas. So this also applies to us as a whole. But we can't unify with the Arabians if we're not even unified within our our circle, right, we'll be weak. So we get ourselves together before we worry about anyone else. But we do know our history and we know our connection to them, right? So that we can work together in the future, okay? And the prophet actually gave us our divine history, our hidden history, right? It shows that we are a distinct people. And we can go over this, not right now, but we could go and show how this is true. 
our ancestors did receive permission from the pharaohs of Egypt to come over and inhabit Northwest Africa. And that they are the true possessors of the present Moroccan empire. And it doesn't matter if people are trying to go off the slave trade or if we're acknowledging that our ancestors have been over here, which we have various artifacts and even monuments that show that we've been over here, as, as the prophet said, since before the great earthquake, which caused the Atlantic Ocean. But it shows that we're a distinct people. So he, he has a whole chapter on this. So he's speaking specifically to us. Right. And then he's also letting us know about our connections to the other Asiatics as well. All right. So it's like first us and working with our brothers and sisters in North, South and Central America. Right. And then all these other Asiatics in the world as well. You know, but we, we can't do nothing if we can't at least get the Moorish Americans together. We'll be looking foolish trying to get the Koreans to work with us. They, they, they cool with just selling us hair and, and stuff like that. They, you know, there's no, there's no power, you know, unless we come in with the nation and we have industry and trade and we bring something to the table and like, okay, let's work together, brother. Now they want to be a brother. Now, like that's that's how come in that um, Rush Hour movie, Jackie Chan look at um, he looked at uh, Chris Tucker. He's like, "You're not my brother," <laughs> you know. He's like, "This is my real brother." But like, if you come in with with industry, you have trade, you got something to bring to the table. He's like, "Okay, yeah, let's work out. Let's work it out, brother. You know, let's see what we could do. You know, we're coming to the table with you know with something to work with because they." They have their stuff together, you know? And so, you know, we have to be just like everybody else, man. We can't come with our hands out. And so this is what, this um, with, with those um, lessons in chapter 25, internally, we need to get that on deck before we worry about doing that with anyone else, any of the other Asiatic people. Islam. All right, Islam, Brother David, so I see you. I yield the floor. Peace. I just want to say, um, like going off the, uh, the importance of coming to these meetings, quite often in like professional jobs, they put like tests in front of you or you got to go to a class. And sometimes they make a, they make that test like really long not and some of the questions won't even count and it's more so testing not necessarily i mean it's testing your knowledge but it's not necessarily test or so testing your will and dedication that's one way that they that uh people are weeded out from from being able to perceive certain positions like a doctor um other professional certifications like uh, CPA, an attorney, so forth. I just wanted to kind of link those. Maybe I might give somebody a different perspective. I yield to Fuller. Islam, brother, gratitude. Islam, yeah. And so, um, yeah, I appreciate you for sharing that, brother. Islam. All right. Um, also, was are there any other questions or, or comments? Anyone has anything they would like to demonstrate? 
Islam uh, Grand Sheik. I was trying to raise my hand in, in our respect, but uh, Sister Cole she wanted to ask a question what we were talking about earlier today. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a question, Islam, and happy holy day, by the way. I don't necessarily think it's a question, but I'm not sure what news outlets you guys have, but down here, immigration is really, really big. We got like this Title 42 nonsense that they trying to keep all the migrants and stuff out. And the question came to me this morning is, what nonsense did the United States have to barter for or get into in order to run as a U.S. corporation that we have to have all these migrants at our door and we have to accept them and no other country is really doing it like that? What agreement did y'all come to with these other countries that allows that we have to take in their poor and huddled masses because that mission doesn't apply to us anymore. We not we don't have the capacity to take on people and we can't take care of ourselves. Um, but, oh yeah, they got to down here because they sued the governor down here. So yes, they got to. He'll ship them somewhere else, but it's, 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 they, they doing the most down here. I think it just puzzled me with what did y'all sign in order to have to be the watchdog of the world, have to get involved in stuff that don't have nothing to do with you? Um, but every time you turn around, we got a million and five folks that don't know the language, don't bother to know the language, not trying to know the custom, not even trying to fit in here, trying to come and demand rights when they couldn't demand them in their own country type nonsense is going on down here in Florida. It's like, what? deal with the devil that y'all make that it seems like every time you turn around we got to open up our gates and everybody else is just silent um islam it was just something that i thought about this morning because it's a real big deal down here and it's all over the news um that it expires at midnight tonight the title 42 <laughs> so at midnight tonight who knows what's going to be going down at the panhandle is is just a mess. Islam. <laughs> Islam, sister, gratitude. Um, yeah, that's a, a good question. Um, so the the um the military industrial complex of this country has tentacles all over the world. And um here in Columbus, Ohio, there's a large Somalian population, Somalian refugees. Um and it happened so long ago with the U.S. Uh, military interfering with their nation and their military that you now have Somalians that have been here like two generations, right, that have been born here. But they um, they do have literally deals with other nations because they're over there um, overthrowing leaders, starting rebel movements in those countries to overthrow maybe a, a legitimate leader and set up their own. Um, government that is um, favorable to whatever the United States um, government wants to do over there. And so they do that. And um, then when they destabilize that government and cause havoc, they have to let some of those people come over here as refugees. And I, if you're talking about Nicaragua or Colombia or some of these countries, especially where they have like big time drug problems, you better believe that this government has something to do with that, right? Everybody knows about Mexico and drugs. And so any of these countries, Colombia, all of that stuff, that's why they have truckloads of those people waiting at the border. Um, Haiti, 
there's a, a whole bunch of people in Haiti and they just like, they're like, oh, no, we ain't letting you darkies in. So they're just like sitting at the border in Texas. And um, the reason why they would be trying to come over there would be, well, just recently, U.S. government of, again and um, U.N. forces went and took down a Haitian leader and then installed their own puppet. And this just happened like recently, but it ain't the first time. And so they destabilized that government and then it's running amok. You have people, you know, who want to come over here and get asylum. And it happens all the time. And so, you know, I mean, the question would be, why are they always messing around with everybody else? <laughs> you know, so they have their own purposes, their own, you know, they, they, you know, want the resources over there, different things of that nature. And that's why this stuff's going on. Yeah, the sister said rituals, blood sacrifice, gratify the lower self. So they're doing all of this stuff all over the world. And the people here aren't up in arms about it because people have Netflix and video games and drugs and alcohol and whatever everybody's fix is. Maybe it's just being able to, you know, binge watch shows. So nobody's up in arms and nobody's demanding the government serve the people, the needs of the people. So they're just cool with it. Every, you know, a lot of people's cool with it and they're able to get away with it. And this is why you have this stuff happening, right? Because they, them messing around in those countries and then bringing all these refugees over here, that has nothing to do with us. That's, that's not serving our needs. That serves their needs because they want us to be at the bottom. So you bring in some more so-called minorities to, you know, to um, to take jobs and things of that nature to further push us down the totem pole so that we don't rise up and come into power. Create another class to be over us, right? And also to replace their numbers because they have a negative birth rate. So you got the new white man can be, you know, the the Latino or whatever, <laughs> you know, this is what's going on right now. I'm not saying that's what the people are going to do. I'm just saying this is, this is what's going on. And, um, uh, you know, the, the population of this country is, um, docile and they don't care. They're not trying to stop nothing. So this is why it's just happening. seems like ain't nothing people could do about it. Islam. This is why we need to be here. Prophet declared our independence, gave us everything that we need to secede, regardless of what's going on around us. The Amish, I'm sure some of them are paying attention to this stuff. But at the end of the day, they're good. They grow their own food. They do what they need to. Their children aren't going to have drug problems. Their children aren't going to join gangs. And it's not just because they're so-called white people. It's because they got their own culture because these so-called white people are joining gangs and doing drugs. Right? You go to West Virginia, you see them like they, they doing the drugs. They, they're acting like, you know, I, 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 I don't want to say anything ignorant. I'll just say they're, you know, they copying rappers. Right? So the and I just use the Amish as an example because they hold to their religion as their way of life, and that protects them from whatever's going on around them. <clears throat> and and we have that, and that's why you know 
we we have to come in. That's the only thing that this this is why the prophet said it's for our earthly and divine salvation. It's the only thing that will keep us insulated and and prosperous even while things are going down around us. Because it's possible that things will get worse. I don't want to talk about how it could get worse, but if you're paying attention, you're seeing them train train derailments and all that stuff, it could get worse. All right. There's a reason why they keep showing us in zombie movies. You know, things could get worse. I don't want it to. That's not going to be fun, but um, it's probably going to get worse. We need to be building our nation and we need to be taking it seriously. Everything that we see should be more reasons for us to take this seriously. Like if you are a Muslim, you need to be here. Like now, you know, we, we don't need to just do Sunday school and Holy Day, but we need to hold to everything we're supposed to be doing. We need to have our Moorish Men's Business League up and we need to be building the businesses. The women need to be with the Sisters Auxiliary. We need to be working together, trying to figure out ways to make this, you know, strong for our children so that they come in so that your children aren't coming and talking about they're confused. I think I'm a rabbit, you know, because the school, they'll be like, okay. Give her a litter box so she can go in the corner and be a rabbit, right? You know, they won't even tell you it is happening until it's too late. You can't even help your child. This is the world that we're living in. It's ridiculous. I need to stop. I'm not going to go off on that stuff. It's crazy. It's going down around us. It's here. This is why he said it's the end times. The wrath is here. Okay? We have the protection. We have the, the ark that Noah built. We have to come into it, right? This is the only way we will be protected. Islam, um, I see you, Brother Hainzel, Islam. Yeah, Islam, yeah, I just wanted to comment on what the sister said. And one of the other reasons why the United States always led, like, uh, like a lot of foreigners here, is because they be nice to those nations so that they can be friendly with them. And then what the United States does is that they set up a military base in their country. And if you notice that, the United States have more military bases than any other country across the across the world. You know, so that's one of the that's like kind of like a military strategy. And also like with this thing with, with Mexico, the thing is is that the United States has been trying to go to war with Mexico because um, you know, cause you know, cause cause the, the Brinks thing, the BRICS thing, and also too, Mexico has some kind of thing is dealing with batteries, some kind of battery thing in a country in the United States wanted some of the resources. And so they've been trying to go to war with them for the longest. And also now that um, I think is um, China has a, a military base in, um somewhere in South America. And so that's making the United States a little bit nervous. And so basically China and Russia is doing the same thing that the United States was doing. And that's what they're doing now. Just like even like with Africa, a lot of the Africans are not dealing with the United States because they said that they're disrespectful. And so now... Um, and so now um, China and Russia are dealing with are dealing with um, with a lot of the African nations. And with that, I give up the mic. And also, I just want to add on to this, too, as far as like us following those national standards. I know that this is like in one of the Muslim Hadith things like Hadith 13. It says um, love for love for your neighbor, what you love for yourself. And so we have to keep that together, too. Right? It's like whatever you love for yourself, make sure you love that for your brother as well. And with that, I give up the mic. Islam, brother, gratitude for saying that. And um, um, one thing I wanted to ask everybody, 
Um, we're gonna put this on the YouTube and Facebook uh, channels for the for our temple. I ask that everybody is here, please. Um, when we put it on Facebook and YouTube, please share it. And um, if you know any more, you know, especially if you know any other members, you know they not here. Let them know. You know, Shedders be like, look, man, you need to get on board. You know, I mean, I ain't telling you what to do, but like, you need to get on board. Maybe I, I'm hopefully we did a good job letting people know why you need to take this seriously. It's not time to play. Um, I, I know people feel comfortable, so you don't realize how bad things are, but there's no time to play. All right. This is the earthly and divine salvation. Um, all there is out there for us is destruction. Okay. We need this structure. We need these divine instructions because they set us on the solid rock of salvation. Without it, I mean, what what does the world have for you? Right? They have they have plenty of negativity and things that will lead us to destruction. And many of us here have children. So they need to be on that solid rock of salvation. So um, that's what I'm saying. Share this. And, and if you know any other members who, you know, they don't come, they don't, they don't do, they're not really Muslims. Let them know. Like, dude, there's no time to play. Right? This is what it's really about. Coming in, working together. Like that, that thing that was just up on the screen, right, where we need to, you know, be able to assist each other, remind each other, you know, of, of our divine instructions. Remind each other of Allah. We all want to be on the solid rock of salvation. And um, in many ways, how this system can trip you up is because we don't have those divine principles. We don't have those standards that we hold ourselves to. But if you do, you won't be drowning in the cares of the world. That's why I spoke about the Amish. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter how bad things get. They can take care of themselves. They're good. Their children won't be all confused about their identity and, right, this is what I identify as. They're not going to get caught up in that stuff. But those of us who are out here, and, and most of I mean, we're all out here, right, in the Western, in Rome. We, you know, we could get caught up in that if we don't have the right mindset, right? In the, in the Quran, in the beginning of the Quran, it says, know thyself in thy father God Allah. If we truly know thyself, we can't get caught up. We won't be unconscious humanity drowning in the cares of the world. Right? So this is why it's important. This is why all the Moors are supposed to be here. So share this with your family and friends. And if you know other members, tell them, come on, man. Y'all dropping the ball. You need to get on with it. Stop playing. Um, I, I yield the floor, Brother Kobe Islam. Islam, I rise and give uh, honors to the great God Allah and the Prophet Noble Juwali. And in our movement as our people in a positive way, I was just adding in on both aspects. I feel that we, as our people, even when we look at the uh, look at the literature when it says the Negro because again 
we're all Moors, but and and when they write anything down, they look at it as Negro. We walk a different way, so we look a different way, and that's why we get treated a different way. And our our goal is to uplift all of our people to look that different way. So when we're looking that different way and moving our people in that different way, is we need to be more like you know as far as the the civil aspect because I notice out here like they they look at like everybody else can get certain things as far as nationality and we as far as more as goes nationality is the order of the day islam and we really gotta kind of like i don't know how that is like when it comes to ohio and in ohio it it, it, it made more sense in ohio but in other states, when it comes to Moorish Americans, we are like struggling. Even the ones that know that they're Moorish Americans, like they know that like it's kind of like the 1960s, kind of like what the prophet said. We go to the South and the conditions of the people of the South. It is sad. It is really sad. Islam. And if anybody comes out to the South, it's, it's such a mess. Islam, it's, it's just such a, it's just such a mess, and I don't want to even drag it out like as far as like a, a a long thing, but it's like as far as nationality, it is very much an order of the day. Like I know in the north, we we talk about it, we nationalize. In the south, they 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 actually let you nationalize just with your driver license, but it. It, it is it's 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 really order of the day and that unity needs to be like connected like it really did like it really does because say like for instance the what is it the the uh the what they're going right now when it comes to the south and the north and they're telling everybody from the north oh, you're not not to come to the north not to come down down to the floor to come down to the south because the African Americans, our people, they're telling our, our people are saying like don't come down there. And it's so crazy because the land is is us. You know what I'm saying? Like again, whatever happened with our ancestors, we lost the land. So we lost it. Whatever trade whatever was done, we lost it, but we are not from anywhere else. And we weren't from a long time, even 3000 years and before. And that's the discord that I guess everybody's trying to tie themselves like, you know, when it even comes to African-American. And that's what we kind of got to tell our people like, you can say that, but it's not even saying that. Like you got to understand the definition of what you're saying you're just here like our people are just here we're just here all ancestry like even most people because i'm from up north most people ancestry is from mississippi when it comes to different of that just going to chicago everybody in chicago you go over there your great grandmama your grandmama is from chicago 
I mean, from Mississippi, excuse me. I don't understand the discord of like, that's our problem when it comes to our people where we're trying to grab other aspects, like other things that are not American and American meaning not the European aspect of American, the American of this area and where we're at. And I understand that's the part of our discord. Islam, I yield the floor. I don't want to talk too much on it because it's, it's more of a deeper conversation. Islam? Islam. Islam. And, um, you know, a lot of that, maybe even all of it could be solved by actually, you know, coming in and following these divine instructions, cleaning ourselves up, being able to trust each other and work, actually work together you know, to build our communities. And um, in the present state that it's in, it's not going to happen, you know? So what we have to do is as Moors, we have to hold to it so that we can work together and show the way and work with the other Moors who, you know, who actually uphold, who actually are Muslims you know, and work together to build our communities because it doesn't have to be everybody. And it ain't going to be everybody if the wrath is sure to come and people are going to suffer, you know? So it doesn't have to, excuse me, it doesn't have to be everyone. Um, and we've shown before that that small community uh, in New York, I think it was called, <laughs> uh, I don't remember the name, but it was just a small community in New York of black Muslims, right? And they created their own little town and they have political control of it and they doing their thing, you know? And um, we can do it. And it's called Islamberg, by the way, just in case anyone wanted to look that up, but they didn't even declare their nationality. You know, but they're Muslims. They got at least they got their divine creed. They know who created them because the European created the Negro and he civilized the Negro by giving him Christianity. And remember. In the beginning, he didn't even give us the whole book. They gave us these books that said uh, um, portions of the Bible for the Negro. <laughs> right portions that they took out to reinforce the message they wanted for us so you know that's what they they gave the negro christianity they civilized the negro they created the negro that's your creator it's crazy because as more as we know that we civilized them we descend from the creators of civilization we're not just saying that to make ourselves feel better we really did that stuff right but, you know, as Negroes, as, as black people, as African-Americans, we can't even connect ourselves to that. We everybody mad at us for saying, you know, that the Egyptians were black. Right. So, um, you know, I'm just saying this. We, we return it to who we are and that fixes the problem. And for the Moors who it's not working for us, it's not making us better. It's not. It's because we're not coming in and becoming Muslims. It's because we're not coming in and practicing Islam. It's because there's so many Moors who still want to be cool. 
it's cool to be a Negro. It's cool to be savage. And they're trying to bring that into this divine and national movement, and it's not going to work. We are supposed to be the Asiatics that protect the holy city of Mecca. If we don't do it, nobody's going to do it. We can't drop the ball. That's why we're here, Morris. We're here together. We're with the prophet. You're not with me. You're with the prophet. I'm with the prophet. You're with the prophet. That's why we're here, because we're with the prophet. We have to uphold it, right? We're the ones that are not going to let people come in and drag down this divine movement. I don't care who it is. I don't care, I don't care if that means we have to hold the leadership accountable, have to hold ourselves and each other accountable. Doesn't matter what it is, we have to do it. We can't be looking around like who's going to be a real more, who's going to make things happen and hold people accountable. Because you can't look around. It's you. We have to look in the mirror. We're the angels that are guarding the holy city of Mecca. We have to be that. Because if we don't do it, nobody else is going to do it. If everybody else is dropping the ball, we have to be the ones that don't drop the ball. All right? We have to become that. We have to be that. Or it's not going to happen. And we can't drop the ball. We, you know, most of us have children. Some of us have grandchildren. We can't drop the ball. No one else is going to do it. You see what the Europeans doing. He's letting us down, right? They're going goofy. They're going backwards. They're making everyone. They're trying to take everyone backwards. We're not going in that direction. I was talking about the zombies. You see this thing? It just popped up on here. <laughs> Talking about flesh-eating zombie drugs saturating Los Angeles. And there's people every day going to Los Angeles thinking they're going to become some big star. And, and many of them wind up staying there on Skid Row, getting caught up in drugs. Right? You know, so this stuff is really happening. It ain't like in the movies, but it's terrible. We don't want to be caught up in this stuff. We have to come into this. Is everybody going to come in? No. But it don't matter. Just like the Moors in Islamburg, New York, they ain't worried about everybody. We, they probably not even worried about the the Asiatics right next to them. They just got their town together, and that's it. <laughs> you know, we have to build from there. We got, we have to have at least a town, then we can build two towns. We have to get that stuff together, you know, and 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 we can work with the other Muslims. And, you know, we're in a position of strength. Maybe we can do something for our people in general. But we got to get the Moorish American um, communities together before we can worry about anybody else. Islam. Um, I see you, brother Yabe, Islam. This is what I miss him. I rise myself to the highest, highest giving office of praises to our Father God of love. We give honors to all the divine prophets, Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, and Confucius, and our illustrious prophet in these days and times. The illustrious prophet, Nobu Juali. So good to say that. Just prophet Nobu Juali opened my eyes to the movement and opened my eyes to all the great ideals that we have. You just put up something that that was important about Islam Bird. When you posted that, it said it was like um 74, 70, 74 acres, right? Of land. Islam. Islam. I was just talking to 
one of my good brothers, he's actually online today. We were talking about this property I ran across, and I, we look at property all the time. One of the properties was uh, 244 acres where I live at. Um, the, the asking price was $1.5 million. But the 244 acres is basically, it's a farm. So for example, the farm, right? It comes with, it already comes with two facilities, right? And it has, has everything set up for it for for actually growing anything you want and it has something set up if you were saying if you was going to do cows or whatever the case has 70 78 um acres for grazing and 144 acres of tillable land so these are the conversations that I feel like all of us should be having at one point in time, possibly what it looks like to have our own town. It's the thought. You put the thought out in the universe. Us taking that thought, going to check it out. Okay, this is possible. What the numbers look like, boom. Okay, how do we acquire the numbers? Even if it takes one year, five years, 10 years, the thought of what to do, how to do it, how to move upon it. These are the things that the Moors have to do. This is the step at where we need to be at so we can have our own within our own. If we had 240 acres of land and had farms, we can do everything that we need to do. I also looked and I found 10 acres of a greenhouse they had for sale with the whole greenhouse set up that made us think about right off the top, there's revised statues, the whole 10 acres fall under her revised statues. If we paid for a bang, it's under her revised statues. Now it's tax, now it's tax exempt. These are the ideas that we need to have. I'm only throwing it out there because I want to cast the seed, I want to cast out the seeds so they can grow within the minds of whomever's here, even if it's 10 years from now. I'm just happy to be here every Friday, no matter if I gotta go to work in the next four hours, three hours, two hours, I still get up and I come here so I can hear this. Cause this message every time that y'all talk and I'm a part of it, and I always do something for my soul. I appreciate being online. Islam, peace and love. Islam, brother, gratitude for speaking on that. And it all starts with a thought, you know, and that's why the prophet put that out there with, with that question, you know, um, you know, about how, how would you like to have your own towns, you know, your own mayor, your own police chiefs, right? Because he's planting the seeds and putting that, you know, thought in our head so that we can take it to the next level, you know, and that's what we have to do. Uh, we have to follow our prophet. We have to uphold it, you know, and be moving in that direction. And, and um, by doing that, you know, we, we can we can um, set ourselves up to prosper and succeed regardless of what anyone else is plotting or planning, right? Even just looking at this Wikipedia page, it says Islamburg population of only 200, you know? But they have everything they need. It says that they have their own grocery store, book school, bookstore, and school. 
the community serves as the headquarters of Muslims of America, which seeks to promote an understanding of Islam. We already have that. You know, we can do it. Um, and, and in here, you know, because they, they have people trying to talk bad about them. Right wings group saying that it's a training center for terrorists. Law enforcement and state police said it's untrue. Somebody in Phoenix made news for threatening to attack Islamberg. Another man in Tennessee was sentenced to 20 years for plotting an attack, right? They're protected by following, you know, following their prophet coming into, you know, to their religion. Some of the stuff you see on here where it says it's a 70 acre underground bunkered paramilitary Islamic compound. You can't really look into that. It says billionbibles.org. It's these people trying to attack them, but it don't matter. They could have an underground bunker. They could have a paramilitary, you know, portion there because they're, they're protected. They're coming in. They have to be able to protect themselves. They're protected through their religion. And we have the same thing. And we can do everything that we see fit. The prophet gave us so many angles and things that we can do to build our nation up and make it where we can succeed and prosper. You know, we need economics. We need to be able to take care of ourselves. I mean, food, clothing, shelter, all of that, right? We need to have industry. We need all of that through our religion, like you said. So that's the direction that we have to move in. And um, for those who want to work with us, man, they're going to have to clean themselves up. It don't mean they have to be pristine and perfect. But if you want to be a gangbanger, you know, or, or whatever you are, but you see that you are more, well, you, more, you're going to have to, you're going to have to, you know, clean yourself up. You're going to have to come into Islam and work on yourself. Don't mean you're going to be pristine overnight, but you're going to have to, or we can't do business together because we have to be able to trust you, you know, because there's got to be something that says that you're, you're, um, you're more than likely to be inclined towards your own people, right? Towards Allah and towards whoever's going to try to get you to work against us where we can't even trust you, you know? So, you know, we, this is why this is necessary, you know? And like I said, why we, we have to be those angels that are protecting the holy city of Mecca. We have to, we have to uphold the prophet no matter what. This is what, you know, saves us and our children, Islam. And um, on that note, though, I want to yield the floor. Uh, there were a couple of announcements, so I do want to go ahead and move into the closing so that we, you know, don't go too long. Um, it, did anyone else have anything, uh, any com comments or, or announcements, anything that you would like to say before we close out? Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and read the divine warning, Morris. A divine warning by the prophet for the nations. The citizens of all free national governments, according to their national constitution, are all of one family bearing one free national name. Those who fail 
to recognize the free national name of their constitutional government are classed as undesirables and are subject to all inferior names and abuses and mistreatments that the citizens care to bestow upon them. And it is a sin for any group of people to violate the national constitutional laws of a free national government and cling to the names and the principles that delude to slavery. I, the prophet, was prepared by the great God Allah to warn my people to repent from their sinful ways and go back to the state of mind, to their forefathers' divine and national principles, that they will be law abiders and receive their divine right as citizens according to the free national constitution that was prepared for all free national beings. They are to claim their own free national name and religion. There is but one issue for them to be recognized by this government and of the earth, and it comes only through the connection of the Moorish divine national movement, which is incorporated in this government and recognized by all other nations of the world. And through it, they and their children can receive their divine rights unmolested by other citizens that they can cast a free national ballot at the polls under the free national constitution of the state's government and not under a granted privilege, as has been the existing condition for many generations. You who doubt whether I, the prophet, and my principles are right for the redemption of my people, go to those that know the law, in the city hall, and among the officials in your government, and ask them under an intelligent tone, and they will be glad to render you a favorable reply. For they are glad to see me bring you out of darkness into light. Money doesn't make the man. It is free national standards and power that makes a man and a nation. The wealth of all national governments, gold and silver and commerce, belong to the citizens alone. And without your national citizenship, by name and principles, you have no true wealth. And I am hereby calling on all true citizens that stand for a national free government and the enforcement of the Constitution to help me in my great missionary work because I need all support from all true American citizens of the United States of America. Help me to save my people who have fallen from the constitutional laws of the government. I am depending on your support to get them back to the constitutional fold again, that they will learn to love instead of hate and will live according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, supporting our free national constitution of the United States of America. I love my people and I desire their unity and mine back to their own free national and divine standard because day by day they have been violating the national and constitutional laws of their government by claiming names and principles that are unconstitutional. If Italians, Greeks, English, Chinese, Japanese, Turks, and Arabians are forced to proclaim their free national name and religion before the constitutional government of the United States of America it is no more than right that the law should be enforced upon all other American citizens alike. In all other governments, when a man is born and raised there and asks for his national descent name, and if he fails to give it, he is misused, imprisoned, or exiled. Any group of people that fail to answer up to the constitutional standards of law by name and principles, because to be a citizen of any government, you must claim your national descent name, because they place their trust upon issue and names formed by their forefathers. 
the word Negro deludes in the Latin language to the word nigger. The same as the word colored deludes to anything that is painted, varnished, and dyed. And every nation must bear a national descent name of their forefathers, because honoring thy fathers and thy mothers, your days will be lengthened upon this earth. These names have never been recognized by any true American citizens of this day. Through your free national name, you are known and recognized by all nations of the earth that are recognized by said national government in which they live. The 14th and 15th Amendments brought the North and South in unit, placing the Southerners, who were at that time without power, with the constitutional body of power. And at that time, 1865, the free national constitutional law that was enforced since 1774 declared all men equal and free. And if all men are declared by the free national constitution to be free and equal, since that constitution has never been changed, there is no need for the application of the 14th and 15th amendments for the salvation of our people and citizens. So there isn't but one supreme issue for my people to use to redeem that which was lost. And that is through the above statements. Then the lion and the lamb can lie down together in yonder hills and neither will be harmed because love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice will be reigning in this land. In those days, the United States will be one of the greatest civilized and prosperous governments of the world. But if the above principles are not carried out by the citizens and my people in this government, the worst is yet to come. Because the great God of the universe is not pleased with the works that are being performed in North America by my people, and this great sin must be removed from the land to save it from enormous earthquakes, disease, ETC. And I, the prophet, do hear and believe that this administration of the government, being more wisely prepared by more genius citizens that believe in their free national constitution and laws, and through the help of such classes of citizens, I, the prophet, truly believe that my people will find the true and divine way of their forefathers and learn to stop serving carnal customs and merely ideas of man that have never done them any good but have always harmed them. So I, the prophet, am hereby calling aloud with a divine plea to all true American citizens to help me to remove this great sin which has been committed and is being practiced by my people in the United States of America because they know it is not the true and divine way and without understanding they have fallen from the true light into utter darkness of sin. And there is not a nation on earth today that will recognize them socially, religiously, politically or economically ETC in their present condition of their endeavorment in which they themselves try to force upon a civilized world. They will not refrain from their sinful ways of action and their deeds have brought Jim Crowism, segregation and everything that brings harm to human beings on earth. And they fought the Southerner for all these great misuses, but I have traveled in the South and have examined conditions there and it is the works of my people continuously practicing the things which bring dishonor, disgrace, and disrespect to any nation that lives the life. And I am hereby calling on all true American citizens for moral support and finance to help me in my great missionary work to bring my people out of darkness into marvelous light. From the Prophet. Okay, Islam Moors, um, just have a few announcements. Uh, before we close out. So um, just wanted to share 
this information for the um, upcoming, well, first for the Ohio Black Expo. Okay, so yeah, we have two things coming up uh, towards the end of this month on that um, Memorial Day weekend. We, our temple will have a booth, a vendor booth at the Ohio Black Expo. So that is that weekend, uh, last weekend of May. Friday, I mean, Saturday, Saturday, May 27th, Sunday, May 28th. We will be um, at the downtown riverfront, Columbus, Ohio. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be live entertainment. Um, a lot of food trucks out there. Several, um, it's going to be entertainment um, all all day and night. <laughs> That's Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Columbus Temple 30 will be there. And we have a booth. We will be selling our products and services. Also, we'll be promoting the temple. Um, we do have a couple of members that will also be vending there at the booth. and. We'll also be selling uh, fezzes and um, other items as well. So that will be May 27th and 28th. And if anybody um, would like to travel, would like, you know, coming from anywhere else, please go to the Ohio BlackExpo.com to get information, more information about the event. And um, also, if you, um, you know, looking for accommodations or anything like that. All that information is on there. And then also uh, later on this summer, uh, July 14th through the 16th, we're planning a cap camping trip. So uh, we are planning on going camping again with the temple. Um, going to the same place we went to a couple of years ago. We went to Sandusky. Um, up there is right there where Lake Erie is. So. We were planning on going to Camp Sandusky, and that will be the 14th through July 14th through the 16th. And I'll, I'll put this information up here, but um, July 14th through the 16th, Camp Sandusky. And so that's three days. Um, there's the location. It's up here, 3518 Tifton Avenue, Sandusky, Ohio. We already reserved seven cabins under the name Caremore. So if you um, call that number, it's, wait, hold it up. Okay, I don't see the phone number on here, but um, you, you can look up Camp Sandusky. And if you call the number to reserve your cabin, just tell them the name Care More. And you get a 10% discount. But you have to book by May 18th to get the discount. So they gave us a discount since we said we, you know, reserving seven cabins. And it's cabin numbers 242 through 249 so that we can all be together. Um, if you have any questions, you can. Text Sister Douglas L, 614-743-0115.
um, time permitting, we, we'd like to go probably to the beach out there at uh, Lake Erie. <clears throat> um, similar to what we did last time. And, um, you know, we'll be camping, more than likely barbecue. And just we're going to do Holy Day there, too, on that that Saturday. I mean, that that Friday the 14th. OK, so um, that's going to be great. Looking forward to doing that with all of you more. Um, if anybody wants to make that trip, though, just um, let the sister know if you have any questions and um, you want to reserve that cabin before May 18th so that you can get the discount. Just contact Camp Sandusky. You can look them up and um, give them a call. Tell them you want to reserve under the name Care More, and they'll take care of you. And I believe that is all for now. Okay, yeah, I believe that's all for now. Um, if oh, one more thing. Um, in regards to the um the Ohio Black Expo, if there's any more people who would like to vend at that event, please let us know now. Um, yeah. And uh, that, that's, that's going to be it, Morris. We're going to go ahead and go into the closing of the meeting. Um, I want to announce without further ado, we're going to uh, close this meeting out. Um, if there is anyone who's interested in joining the temple, you can email us at Columbus MSTA at gmail.com at gmail.com or you could go to Moorish Americans with an S on it MoorishAmericans.com um, either way um, you can reach out to us let us know you know if you're ready to join proclaim your nationality assist in the uplifting acts come in be one of the faithful and then on that note, let's go ahead and close. All meetings are to be open and closed promptly according to the Circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. I ask that all members please rise and face the east for the closing prayer. We stand with our heels together, feet at a 45-degree angle, holding up two fingers on the right and five on the left. You do not need to repeat after me. Allah. Bind our hearts and minds back to our ancient forefathers' divine creed and principles. We ask this in thy holy name and the seven Elohim. Amen. Islam, Moors, peace and love. Happy Holy Day. This meeting is now adjourned. Uh, happy Holy Day. Happy Holy Day. Happy holiday. Peace and love. Peace and love.